Ludwig Sinitz, the founder of our company, left us with a mission. To focus on people, their learning and growing. In the Mindtastic podcast, we want to explore what learning and growing means at TGW Logistics Group. And since we believe that everyone is naturally curious and wants to learn from others, we are here to support that journey. The show is hosted by Tina, your average, curious, passionate TGW employee. That's me. Hi, everyone. Listen to the trailer if you're new to the show and want to know what to expect. Or join Tina on her journey of lifelong learning, because curiosity never stops. And neither do we. I have kind of a dream team here today. It's Will. Hiya. And Patrick. Hello. Who are you and how do you know each other? Yeah, so my name is William. Um, I work um, for TGW in the US currently, um, originally from the UK, hence the accent. Um, and I am an application engineer. And I know Patrick um, through working on previous projects when I was based in the UK. And I am Patrick. I'm 27 years old, originally from Thalheim bei Wels in Upper Austria, but actually based in the UK as an expat. Will was kind of the first application engineer I supported with a big project because I've started in 2020 and we started working together in, I think, April of 2020. Nice, in the middle of the pandemic then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you helped each other through the pandemic? Pretty much, yeah. Patrick supported me on quite a large project. So both of you already mentioned that you're not at home and how you're abroad right now and doing an expat program with TGW. But tell me a bit more about where are you right now? How does your room look? So I'm currently sat in the corner of our bedroom um, in the US. What's American about your room right now, would you say? I would say the Americanness is the height of the ceilings. They're much higher than they are in the UK and the rooms are a lot larger. Um, you know, everything's bigger in America. So yeah, everything is bigger. Um, so I'm just sat at a small kind of corner office space um, in our bedroom at home. Patrick, how about you? Is there anything very British in your room right now? As Will has mentioned, everything is bigger in the US. <laughs> It's exactly the opposite in the UK. I'm sitting in my lovely small British flat in my home office, which is my living room, my dinery. And it's basically uh, a blue painted room in front of me. And I quite enjoy it because yeah, the connection to the town center is good. Train station is next to me and it's kind of a cool place. See, I was looking forward very much to this episode because when I first started at TGW, application engineer was one of the more mysterious jobs to me. I wondered if it's just me. So before doing this episode, I asked friends what they think an application engineer does. I didn't give them any further information about the industry or anything. What do you think they replied? Great question. Um, I think they probably replied with, we work in the software industry. 
Um, so I get a lot of messages on LinkedIn, um, especially from software companies saying, you know, would you love to join our application company, you know, making apps for your phone? I very politely say, no, thank you. I would be terrible. Um, and say that, you know, I'm based in mechanical engineering. It seems to be, it is a slightly odd term for TGW to, to use. Um, so they probably think we work in software, which is not really correct at all. Um, we're more mechanical engineering based. Yeah, but that's pretty accurate. Most people were like software, programming, smartphone apps, maybe. And yeah, that's not at all what you do at TGW. Then how do you explain to people with no technical background what your job is about? So to explain it to people with no technical background, for example, my mother, um, I would say that we design the magic that happens inside warehouses. So a lot of people, you know, see lots of stuff arriving at a warehouse and then lots of stuff leaving. Um, we design all the stuff that kind of goes in between. Not on our own, there's a lot of people involved, but we do the kind of mechanical layout for for what sits inside those big magical boxes um, surrounding every single city in the world. Patrick, uh, how do you explain what your job is about maybe to someone working in the same industry or generally in engineering? We are providing intra-logistics warehouse solutions, as Will said, from one box to the other box. Um, and we're trying to reach the maximum of our performance of the equipment we use um, with the minimum amount of space and yeah, equipment costs. Nice. I think we're going to talk a bit more about why performance is something that is key to your job a little later on. And interestingly, by the way, the last couple of episodes taught me a lot about how sales project managers, solutions designers or system designers and application engineers work very close together as a team. Can you maybe clarify what are your responsibilities in this team? We as an application engineer are basically working on a high level concept for customers. Um, we're doing performance calculations and cost comparison of our equipment. We have active participation in technical discussions with the customer and the project team. We are basically preparing and cost uh, calculations of the entire equipment, what we have used in our concept. And we are more or less presenting the layout and technical solution to the customer. Yeah, so to add to, to what Patrick said, there's one more person that's sadly missing from, from that list, so a process consultant. Um, so we kind of sit within that quad of people within the sales team. So the sales project manager, as the kind of name suggests, manages the sale. Um, we work with the solution designer and the process consultant probably more regularly than the SPM to work on the technical side. So the solution designer will work on the data, um, we'll come out with a sort of flow diagram effectively. And then we'll take that and turn the flow diagram into a physical drawing that we can then share to the customer. Um, and then obviously, as Patrick said, do all the calculations to make sure that physical drawing is going to function and is going to do what the customer expected. And then throw in the small job of costing it. So you already mentioned the word drawing or a different way is saying layout. Um which relates to how will the fulfillment center looks inside or as you said, will where does the magic happen within the uh, warehouse? 
Um, and solution designer or system designer too are interested in these layouts or work on, on them. And I think you already mentioned it a little, maybe you can make it a bit more specific for me. How is application engineering different from system or solution design when it comes to the layout? Yeah, so we, we kind of go to a finer level of detail is probably the best way of describing it. So we use our toy box of components and products that TW manufactures and sells. And we almost like a giant Lego set, put them all together into a way that functions. So a solution designer might say, we need decant in this area to kind of move stuff from a pallet into a box, you know, in that corner of the warehouse. We'll then go to that corner of the warehouse in our drawing and then draw those workstations exactly how they're going to be in, you know, an ergonomic form so that it will actually function. Um, and then we can show the cus customer how it's going to work. If you're going into that much detail, I wonder how often is there this one column in the exact wrong spot? In, in my opinion, whenever you don't need them. <laughs> yeah, it, they, they, they always happen to be in the exact spot you don't want them to be, I think is, is the, probably the best way of saying it. There's always, there's always an odd column, there's always an odd door, there's always an odd bollard or, you know, whatever in the warehouse, especially if it's a brownfield site that already exists. Um, sometimes if it's a greenfield and we're kind of building the building with our solution, we have a bit more leeway in saying, can we move these columns around a little bit? But you'd be surprised about how many times either columns are bigger than we expect when it comes down to kind of the final details or just in the wrong place. That's exactly what I thought. Like if there is existing building and you need to plan in that much detail, there must be columns in the wrong spot all the time, annoyingly. Um, how creative is your job? It sounds like creativity is part of it. From my perspective, um, I think we have the most creative job at TGW because we can decide which equipment we use. We can decide which way we are going. I mean, all discussed with the team, of course. I think it's incredibly creative at times. Obviously, calculations aren't very creative. They're very much, you do it in a certain way and you get a certain result. But in terms of actually drawing layout, um, we're pretty much given almost free reign to design it in a way that we find the most efficient. And I think that's the most fun part of the job is, you know, how do I get from A to B in the simplest, smoothest and best looking way possible? Exactly. <laughs> if that's the creative side of your job, there is also the word engineering in your job title. So how does the engineering part of your job look like? What exactly are you engineering? It depends in which concept phase you are in. For example, if we are going to be in a bid phase, we are trying to engineer the correct used equipment. Uh, it depends which requirement, uh, performance requirements we need, the number of king drive rollers, quantity of motors, uh, a lot of details, which is in the word engineering included. Yeah, so the calculations we have to do, especially for the, you know, the amount of powered rollers in a certain section, um, are very in-depth. We do have tools that, that help us, so we're not there writing out calculations by hand every day. Um, but we do have to design pretty much everything down to certain millimeters in some locations. And as Patrick said, it depends on what point of the sale we're at. If it's a fairly early bid phase where we've only got you know scraps of information, probably actually engineer very little. But then once we get to actually 
doing a design for a contract where the customer is going to sign on the dotted line, then we need to know exactly where all the rollers are. We need to make sure that we've got sprinkler allowances. We need to make sure that the mezzanines have got clearance. We need to make sure we actually fit in the building and how we integrate into that. Um, but then also, you know, doing the actual cost calculation, which can be quite complicated. So towards the end, there is a lot of time in everyone's favorite Excel to make sure we've got, you know, just the just the right solution at just the right cost to be able to to get it to the customer and get it to function for not too much money. Huh. Now I'm imagining you're sitting in front of your PC all day, every day, working on all these tiny details and engineering them and stuff like that. But is that an accurate description of your workday or would you say nah? I would personally say no. I think the best part of our job or the bit I find the most interesting is the kind of early concept discussions, often with a big whiteboard or a big piece of paper. We might have a rough flow diagram, as we mentioned before, from this, this sort of solution designers. But often that's just one line for one process from A to B. But sometimes that might be a too high performance for just one line of convey. It might have to be two. And we can basically start breaking it out and drawing on um, the big whiteboard with a kind of rough shape of where we're going to lay everything out, how are we going to connect it, and kind of early days work out if we're going to hit any problems with performance, if we're going to kind of blow up the performance of our conveyor because we just can't handle it and see where we might have to do some more creative solutions to kind of get it to work in a nice way. So that's the bits, the bits I... So it's not always just in front of a laptop. A lot of it is, I think, with every job nowadays. Um, but I do, I do enjoy the kind of the group work. And as Patrick said earlier, going to a customer and presenting as well is also part of the job, which is great fun traveling as a team. I agree completely. Um, there's just one thing what I would add. Um, every day could bring different tasks. So, What do you think are relevant competencies people need to be good at your job? I think creativity, as mentioned before, is a big one. Um, I think it's quite straightforward to teach someone how to do a calculation because there's a fixed process and a fixed answer that you get at the end. The thing that's really difficult is teaching someone how to design in a way that not only functions but also looks good because often if it looks good for a customer, they're more likely to buy it. And if it looks good, it's probably simple. And if it's simple, it's probably efficient. So it kind of all goes hand in hand that if, if you've got a layout that looks like an absolute spaghetti junction, it's probably not very efficient. It's probably going to be quite expensive. And the customer's probably going to go, what is that? Um, <clears throat> whereas if you do it in a nice, simple, flowing, you know, very clean lines, the customer's going to look at it and go, yeah, that makes sense. That looks quite good. You know, we'll sign on the dotted line. And at the end of the day, they are, you know, often signing over quite large sums of money with a big, long return of investment time. So it needs to work and it needs to look good. Because, you know, small mistakes we make, you know, in our in our laptop, in the design work, will then be on site for 10, 20 years. So it's worth, you know, spending the time to make sure we get people who are creative as well as just being able to crunch numbers. I would say be creative, patient, and give the customer a good feeling, a simple explained solution. Nice. I feel like I know a few people who could be good application engineers now. <laughs> And if we look at the skills you just mentioned, where do you think your personal strengths are? My personal strengths is definitely think always a step ahead. What if the column is there, for example? Or be focused. When, when I'm in a difficult situation to 
find a different solution because there's the column. Um, be patient and dig into it. My personal strengths would be cramming the most amounts of equipment into the smallest amounts of spaces. So, you know, if you think you've got loads and loads of space, it's going to end up being smaller. So I think my, my, my skill is cramming a very complicated system into a very small amount of space, but still maintaining kind of access and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. I would say something about Will's sent last sentence. <laughs> when I first started uh, working with him, I've realized his design skills. <laughs> I hope it's not too old for you, Will, but it's... his design skills are very good. Neat and tidy. Um, use as little space for all of our equipment. And what I personally found very funny, he calls himself drawing a Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mona Lisa is definitely a, a tactic that I try to employ. And this actually comes from David Hibbert, um, the CEO of of the UK, so I'll name drop him, hopefully he's listening, that when I first <laughs> first joined CGW, when I first came back from training in Austria, he sat, he sat down with me and kind of described these kind of, not theoretical lines, but these kind of common, common lines and sort of, um, sort of symbols going through different paintings, which is why they look good. You might not necessarily notice them unless you really look for them, but there's commonality going kind of through, through a painting and a design that if you put it into a layout, it just kind of looks more right and more correct. So that stuck with me, that chat. And again, as Patrick mentioned, whenever I start working with especially sort of fairly new people, it's a chat I then I then regurgitate from, from him. I'm really impressed with the artsy way of thinking about your job and the way you think about how a good design should look like and how this influences a job that at first glance is about engineering and about numbers and performance so much. So I find it really interesting how these two things go very much hand in hand in your job. It's really interesting. And it sounds like a very cool job. And every time I see you talking about your job, by the way, both of you get this kind of smiley face and shiny eyes. So I feel like um, I'm talking to two people who really enjoy their job, by the way, because the listeners can't see it, but it's there, definitely. Yeah, we, I, I definitely really enjoy the application engineering job. It is very creative. There are, you know, bad moments of having to cost and, you know, you're a thousand lines deep into listing all these products. But in general... It's very creative. We get to talk to lots of different people. We get to kind of show off our designs. Obviously, they get critiqued and we change it. And, you know, we notice issues, we make mistakes, as, as all humans do. But creating something that you can then go see on site and go, I drew that, or, you know, there's a thing, or even, oh, that didn't work as well as I hoped, in the, on, you know, in reality, um, is, I think, something that's really, really cool. There's nothing really to add. I enjoy my job as well. Um, It's very creative. What you can see on site then probably, that's what I enjoy. Stage is yours. Oh, that's cool. See, but apart from application engineering, there is something else I'd like to talk to you about. As mentioned before, both of you are expats at the moment and the expat program is one way how TGW strengthens the exchange of experience and expertise between different units. I think it's a great example for learning from and with each other within the company. I'd love to hear what you think about that. What are your thoughts about the expat program? I think it's a brilliant opportunity. 
and amazing that TGW invests so heavily in it, I think, because you hear from lots of people, especially kind of career climbers, that you have to bounce around different companies every two to three years to really maximize your salary potential and because you can jump from salary to salary to salary. And for me personally, I really like TGW. I like its ethos. I like what it stands for. I like the people that I work with. And I didn't want to have to bounce around different companies to try and progress my career. So I saw the expat scheme as a way of kind of broadening horizons, getting a completely different environment, opening myself up to lots of different things, but staying within TGW as kind of a core family. Indeed, it's exactly what it is, what you mentioned, Will. It's the greatest opportunity you can have at TGW. And as an expat itself, you are learning from each other and... We are all experienced in different ways. So I can bring my experience from Austria to the UK and the same way back. Yeah, and also languages is a big one. I'm very lucky that my native language is English and often the company language is English. Um, and I've come to another unit that speaks English in closest possible terms. Um, but, you know, for example, if there's an expat scene abroad in Spain or Italy, you know, it'd be a great way to kind of immerse yourself in another language. So for example, you know, Patrick's in England, um, obviously everyone around him will speak English as well. So it's a great way of kind of immersing yourself in a culture and a language to kind of develop those skills further. But I'm obviously very lazy because I've come to America where they speak English as well. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the major reasons as well for me learning or improving your English skills, um, discovering the great culture of Britain. <laughs> People are very friendly, helpful. And all the football teams. Yes, I'm a big football fan and I always watch just the Premier League. So it's kind of a perfect match for me. I noticed something else when talking to you and talking about application engineering. Because in general, it seems like all the application engineers at TGW are very well connected globally. Is that true? Or is that just my impression? And if it's true, why? Correct. We have at the beginning of an application engineering career, we have an application engineering basic training and as well application engineering workshops where the Austrian mechanics team is presenting new products from the product development department. The basic training itself includes yeah, really the basics, what an application engineer needs, all the rules, all the guidelines. Because the application engineer training brings together all the people from the different units, right? Yes, exactly. I was sitting together with a colleague from China, a colleague from Spain and one from the US, which is quite a lot. And you get to know each other, you use the connection after that training as well, asking some questions. It doesn't matter what, but you are connected. Yeah, and you work together. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so I it's a bit more intense, I think, for someone who wasn't in TGW in Austria for the um, basic kind of training. Sounds a bit like boot camp with the army which I guess it kind of is. Uh, we get sent to Austria, especially those from different units around the world. So I spent six months in Austria training. They may have changed it up since, kind of make it a bit more efficient or what have you because of COVID. 
But I spent six months in Austria with some Americans, um, some people from Spain, lots of people from um, Austria as well. And, you know, we learned all the basics of TGW, all the equipment we sell. But then also we were given trainings by different people within TGW, which since I've now bumped into in different projects. So there might be someone from your training course, which later on in your TGW career, someone might say, oh, this job title from Austria is coming over to do a training or whatever. And then when they arrive, you think, oh, I was on training with you. Or like, you know, you gave me a training in this, or we worked on this project together. And kind of everyone kind of bounces around and you kind of meet different people in different locations. But it's great to kind of have this foundation, especially within the AE group of everyone goes through this training. It's kind of a common commonality for every AE that kind of we can always reference back to. Mm, let me summarize a little bit what I have learned so far from you today. I think I was surprised to find out how application engineering is a combination of very, very creative approach and then also fine-tuning engineering, which I found very fascinating that you have this package of creativity and numbers engineering in one job. Uh, I think it's also very interesting how application engineering is a good opportunity for uh, working together with international colleagues, how you all start basically with the basics together and then learn cohort-based with people from everywhere. I think that's a really great and effective way to ensure that people are connected and learn from each other and then know who to contact and network with. I think that's really effective and good for people to do in companies. So great that you're doing it. And I think I understood that it's important to be patient, to be a team player and to be creative in your job. Resilience, I think, is the one thing that's missing. Often projects last for a very long time and often it's a customer that's new to automation and it might be their first warehouse that they're putting together, which means they're very new, they might not know what they want, which basically means it could change and change and change and change and change, you know, for a year, two years, for example. So the resilience of working on something, I think, yes, that's really nice, like it, finished, show it to the customer, and they go, oh, we've changed our mind, we want to do this now, and then kind of just almost scrapping it and starting again. Um, it does take some resilience to kind of keep doing that and kind of keep the motivation and keep the creative creativity going on these really long, sometimes kind of behemoth projects, um, which I've been quite lucky to work on a couple of them. Two of my favorites. TGW values would be, for example, working as a team, as you mentioned, Tina, and be very open-minded. That fits perfectly with what Will just shared. Yeah, so nice. Um, we usually wrap this up with a few very rapid fire questions, as they're called. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions, some of them maybe not that serious, and I want to hear what you say about that. So first question. If your desk could talk, what would it say about you? Thank you for always cleaning me up after a messy day. <laughs> Are you that kind of person who has a very clean and neat desk? Yes. If I compare it to my colleagues in the office, yes, definitely. <laughs> mine uh, probably isn't that tidy, but mine would probably say you really love the United Kingdom. I've got big Union Jacks hanging around around my desk. <laughs> I have a little British old British sports car model sat on my desk and a little kind of red red waistcoat, kind of British shoulder with his big tall Busby hat on um, on my desk. So it's very obvious 
which desk is mine in the in the US office. <laughs> yeah. So you're bringing the British spirit to work. I try to, yeah. Nice. Um, Patrick, you touched upon that already. I wanted to ask you which TGW value is most important to you. The most important is working as a team. Because if mm -hmm. you need someone who supports, um, you get always a, a colleague, a experienced colleague. And that's one of my important value. I think mine would have to be passion because, and it's kind of part of the, the way we lead. I think if you've got passion in a project, it shows that you really care and you're invested in it. Often that makes it harder, hence why I said you have to be quite resilient. But I think if you really invest into a project, you really want to get the best for the project. And it's not just the best for us, it's for the customer, it's for everyone. We want to make it the best thing we can so that the realization can work on it and it'd be nice and easy for them. The customer can use it and it can be nice and easy for them. And it can last a long time without, you know, any severe issues. So I think leading and exciting through passion, I think is probably my my favorite. One of them is basically result-driven. Um, stay focused and we will win this project. Yeah, good one. Well, all good things come to an end. Do you have any famous last words for saying goodbye to our listeners today? I think famous last words, especially from an application engineer, would be just keep going. It will, you know, we will get to the end eventually, no matter how many changes and how many kind of issues that we have to work through, either technical or just, you know, sometimes political. We can get to the end of the project. And I truly believe every project we work on, we can win. So keep going, keep plugging. We'll get there eventually. Yes, we will win this will. <laughs> If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> That's a nice one too. Well then, in that case, thank you both so much for joining me today in learning about application engineering. Well, you taught me about it and hope to hear you soon. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Mantastic. As the Global Learning and Development Department at TGW Logistics Group, we care about making learning an experience. If you found this episode valuable, share it with colleagues and friends and give us a review. We'd love to hear feedback. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on further episodes. To connect with us, drop us a message at mindtastic at tgw-group.com. You can also check out our show notes for more information. Tina, any last words? Until next time, keep learning and growing. <laughs>